I just got to come back to reality. Come back to the real world and start playing baseball the way I've supposed to play this game. This is the Giants Hubris Podcast. You know who I am? It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our brand. Welcome to Giants Hubris. We're back after taking a week off, and the Giants are struggling. So it's a perfect week to fire back up the conversation and talk a little Giants baseball. With that being said, as always, joining me on the show, Grant Holbert. Grant, how are you doing tonight? The sky is falling. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't if we would have done the pod last week, they were coming off beating Atlanta the last three games of their 10-game home set. It would have been perfect. You know, We would have had nothing to talk about because the Giants were winning. But this week brings the bearer of great gifts, and it's called a losing streak, Grant. So we, we can just run through the whole team and shit on them all this week. It's not just a losing streak. It's These aren't even real baseball games. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty much a joke when you give up at least six runs before the third inning's over. And they're a- they're averaging over two errors a game. Yeah, I think the the stat was 13 errors on the road trip. I mean, this road trip was doomed from the start, though, am I right? You had the 10 games to get fat and lazy at home. You know, you're in your own house. You're banging your wife. You're all comfortable. Next thing you know, you got to fly all the way up to Toronto, play a short two-game set, which is tricky anyways because you really can't unpack and get settled in the city without leaving because you're leaving the next day. And then fly into Colorado and play your division rivals four games in a hitter's ballpark. So this this road trip never had a chance to succeed. It turned out a lot worse than uh, people would have imagined it last week, I bet. Yeah, that sounds like an excuse uh, Taylor made for Sergio Romo or Sergio Garcia. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't see what's so difficult about that. I mean, you're getting paid $10 million. You can't leave a city a day early. Um, it's just harder on the team. You know, you're a creature of habit in the 162-game baseball schedule, so you like to have your routines. And flying up to Canada out of the country for a short two-game set after a 10-game homestand is not the best situation to be in as a major league ball club. It, it just doesn't breed – it's not winning. You're not going to win a lot or a high percentage of your games after a trip like that. It's just not going to work. The one game they did win – was the game I thought they had the least chance to win. And that was the first game in Colorado because you fly from Toronto down to Colorado and uh, it's just a whirlwind of three days right in a row. Yeah, a whirlwind. It sounds extremely uh, hard. I, I don't get why. Coming from a man who doesn't fly. So, I mean, these guys flew all over the country, three different time zones in three days. It's it does it's not good for your body. You want to cycle going throughout a season. It's such a long, you know, group of games over the summer. You got to have a habit. If I'm not mistaken, flying requires them to do nothing literally except sit in a chair, right? Sit in a chair, yes. And it's tiring. Recycled air. Oh, the uh, recycled air. Recycled air, Grant. Maybe, bad for the uh, muscles. Maybe maybe the owners uh, need to uh, kick in for some fresh air. Containers or something. You know, it would work for the muscle recovery, Grant. That's why uh, guys uh-huh. like your boy, uh, what was his name, the receiver from Ohio State that used to sleep in the chamber 
the hyperbaric chamber. That yeah. Day. Isn't that Terrell Owens? No, it was Gonzalez. It was Gonzalez. Oh, Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, he who never played more than two weeks in a row. Because <laughs> he had recycled air in that chamber, Grant. That's why he got injured so much. And that was my connection to the plane flights and why the Giants are struggling right now. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. They didn't give a shit. It's a bad stretch of games. I mean, it, like, it's 162 games. But here's here's the problem, is it's a systemic problem throughout the season, which is the pitching. What are you going to do about the pitching? Well, right now, I mean, Vogelsong is going to have to go. If he doesn't win tonight or show any improvement tonight, he has the highest ERA in the National League. Eight. Yeah, it's, eight. it's over eight. I mean, he's going to have to take – you know, take himself out of the rotation, or Boach is going to take himself out of the rotation if he doesn't win tonight. So then who do you replace him with? Who's down in the farm system? I know there's some lefty in Fresno that's coming around I was reading about today. Blackburn, Clayton Blackburn. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he's a typical 4-5 starter. He doesn't have great stuff. You know, command, throws in the 90, like 90, 89 to 90. But, uh, you know, I just want to point out, for the argument, you know, the Harold Reynolds and everyone out there that says our World Baseball Classic team is still a great team that we put out there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Vogelsong was one of the starting pitchers in that rotation. <laughs> so don't tell me that uh, the United States is putting out its best team. Okay, but I mean, you can also say Vogelsong's not really having his best year. I mean, the last two years were great. He pitched out of his mind, and uh, it just seems like he can't get anybody out this year. One all-star game. He's 37 years old. We're talking about almost a 20-year pro career. One all-star game. Okay, but two great years the last couple of years. Were they great, Craig? Were they great? They were great for being a 35-year-old pitcher who had never made an all-star game. Are you letting him pitch one more game, then he's got to go? Well, he's throwing tonight, right? So I'll let him throw tonight, and then that's it. If you don't bring the ERA down to you know the sixth range after your start tonight, then why are you even going to play? Well, let me ask you something. You know, uh, he just got released. Oh, although I believe the Dodgers did sign him. Jonathan Sanchez was out there. Would you think about bringing old uh, no-hitter back? No, no, no way. I don't want to see a man miss the plate. That's what Tim Linscombe was for. I can watch a person throw balls. I don't need to see it from the left-hand side. By the way, what are the Dodgers thinking? Is Ned Coletti still on the Giants' payroll? He Why must be because he said today he supports Mattingly. He's not going to fire him, which means that his job is obviously in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back to the Giants, I don't know what we can do. I would like to see us trade four of the five starters. Oh, my um, God. Here we go. Let's talk about this. What are you getting at? I just – I told you Kane was a good signing. Are you ready for four more years of this from Kane, five more years of this from Kane? Giving up a home run every other at bat. What is with all the doom and gloom? You act like these guys haven't pitched a lot of innings the last three years. It's the beginning of the season. Let them find a rhythm. Jeez. It's not the beginning of the season. And by the way, that's why you don't sign these guys to long-term contracts because they've thrown so many innings. Well, it it's is the beginning that. of the season because with the Giants, it's all about making the playoffs, right? So it's a marathon. These guys need time to get in a routine and get in a rhythm as a staff and start rolling. It's not like these guys. You have like a Rolodex of sports cliches you just want to bust out to make excuses for these guys? Well, I just did. I've used every sports cliche I have, but I think they all fit in this case with the Giants. It's this. It's 162 games. It's a blip of five or six games in the middle of, what, the second month of the season. Who uh, gives a it, shit? 
It Who drives gives a shit? Crazy because what is it? What is it? The end of the season come down to one or two games are going to miss or make the playoffs by. So each one of these games matters just as much as those games the last week of September. This this stretch is more of a validation that the Giants' philosophy is correct than anything else that's happened this year. They've proven by losing these games by hor- by having horrible starting pitching and horrible defense that their philosophy to catch the ball and pitch the ball better than anyone else in their league is the right way to go, and that's why they've won the World Series the last two out of three years. So their philosophy is validated by this losing streak. I would say their philosophy was validated by winning two World Series in three years, Craig, not just losing streak. Well, if you want to be a dick about it, you could say it that way, or you could maybe just give me a little credit on my talking point there. Okay, so it just – I mean, so what? They're paid. They're professionals. You're making excuses for them playing like shit. I don't if, – if I – It's a season. It, they're not going to play great for 162 games is my point. So, like, I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon and – well, trade four pitchers because they lost five five out of six games. Here's a newsflash for you, Craig. You couldn't even trade these guys other than Matt Cain. Who could you even get a box of Cracker Jacks for? Well, let's talk about you trading them. You, you said you wanted to trade all four of them, so you I want to cut them. You just want to cut them. You just cut want to go out there have what well, I guess Matt Cain or Bumgarner. You're going to keep Bumgarner so he can throw. He's a every horse. Single game. Throw him out there. Three man rotation. Who's the other two guys? I'm eating? going with Matt Cain, see if he can fix it, and old Zito. But you were going to trade Matt Cain because he's the only one you can get rid of. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Cain. Okay. I am cutting Lincecum. Uh, no, I'm moving Lincecum to uh, closer. Okay. Romo to the setup guy. That's actually – I like that. I am trying to see if there's anything I can get Vogels on for. If not, he's got to come out of the rotation. How? What are you going to get for a 37-year-old who has an 8.02 ERA grant? Call up the Dodgers. We could probably get, uh, <laughs> we get something. Get some prospects if it's anything like that Red Sox trade. Right. I'm telling you, now's the time to strike while the iron's hot. Giancarlo Stanton having a horrible season. This is when you got to go out there and get him. I've been banging this drum forever. I'm going to keep banging it till we get him. You need that power bat. By the way, what the fuck is Andres Torres doing on the team? I've been saying that since they signed him. I mean, I oh. told you some Giants fans up here were talking about how they liked Torres and it was so good to have him back and the reception he received at the A's preseason game right before the year started. It was ridiculous. This guy hit 200 and was a horrible leadoff hitter. He is horrible. And uh, another thing about the Giants hitting, did you know that they're second in the National League in batting average, fourth in runs scored, and it's just a testament to how bad the pitching's been. They could be, they could be like 20 games over 500 right now with their normal pitching of the last couple. You know, I think this team's just going to go out there and and they're winners. They're going to figure out ways to win. If the if if the pitching needs to be a spot on, then they're going to step up. If the hitting needs to be spot on, then they're going to step up. Exactly. So why trade for the pitchers? Why panic right now? Craig, I can okay, if I'm an owner, I can find I can pay a guy a hundred thousand dollars a year, the league minimum, to get have a five ERA or above. Why am I paying these guys twenty million a year? Um, do you think they're gonna finish the year with a ERA over five grant? I absolutely do. I think Vogelson will not finish the year. I think he's gonna oh. go down, maybe come up in August. Uh Get rocked. Linscomb is going to be well above five. Uh, Zito, he's going to be hovering around five. Uh, you got Kane, I think, may be able to get it down to a four. 
Um, and then Bumgarner, who's the only decent pitcher on that staff. You're absolutely ridiculous. There's one decent pitcher on the best pitching staff the last two years in the base major leagues. You're saying there's only one decent pitcher left. That's yeah. how bad it's got. Absolutely. Craig, you let me sir ask you, are an Matt asshole. Matt have great stuff? Who? Matt Cain, does he have great stuff? No, he's a power pitcher. A power pitcher at 90 miles an hour, average fastball? Is that what he's down to now? I wouldn't know. Yeah, 90-91 is where he sits. Okay. And your point? My point is why what makes you think he's going to bounce back? He doesn't he's not he doesn't have great stuff. Because Vogelson's uh, stuff is exactly uh, the same. Vogelson's I mean, just not locating. Talk about this every time cuz Matt Kane is a in like I'm do my Mel Kiper here. In the mold of a Kurt Schilling fucking eats a lot of innings, strikes a lot of guys out and gets a lot of guys to pop out. Throws a heavy ball as they would say, right? Matt Cain is always around the plate. He's got power stuff. He will be fine. So Why does he have power stuff? Because he's a big guy and people just assume he has power stuff? Because he throws fucking hard fastballs that just look like they're fucking cannonballs when they make contact with the bat. Bowling balls. Cannonballs. They look like cannonballs, bowling balls, whatever. Well, apparently I'm the only one with balls and knows what needs to happen this season. If they don't change something and change it fast, like I predicted, fourth place, Amer- National League West. And and I'm here to tell you that if they just stick, stay the course, keep, they could keep the same exact fucking team they have right now, they will make the playoffs. And once they make the playoffs, like Sabian always says, it's a crapshoot. But it's not a crapshoot. Like Sabian always says, like he's, like he's Mr. Oz, the Wizard of Oz. He's, he's some wise sage. This well, guy's a fucking moron. Well, they put together two uh, World Series champions, Grant. No, he did not. No, he didn't. It was his scouts. It was his scouts. Why don't you give this guy any credit? What's okay. the point? I know we beat this to death, but until you come up with a valid reason for hating Brian Sabian, it, it's just pointless to even hear you talk about. Okay, he he did well last year. Marco Scudero, key, key addition. Hunter Pence, horrible statistical year. He He did well last year. I'll give him that. Okay, let me ask you this. Has there ever been a Brian Sabian or a, a move that you wanted the Giants to make, you personally, and didn't happen, didn't materialize, but that player eventually had a shitty, terrible season and it would have been a horrible trade? No. Or you, you're just perfect. Okay, that's my point here. That's why your arguments are invalid because you think you are infallible. And that, that Brian is- Sabian, all of a sudden, he's the one that's worked himself into a GM position. And you're saying this guy's a fucking moron. And you, but you've never once made a bad decision on what the Giants should do. Do you see the, the inconsistency there? How it doesn't make. I see. If if we would have listened to me, we would have had Mike Trout draft or Matt Mike Trout drafted. We would have drafted Giancarlo Stanton. And furthermore, we're going to get to it later in the show. We would have the best hitting prospect in in all of baseball on our team instead of Gary fucking Brown. Instead of Gary Brown. Okay. Speaking of Gary Brown, <laughs> let's dive into the Giants minor league system and talk a little Gary Brown. He was what drafted 2010, uh, part of the uh, three first round picks the Giants had that year, I believe. I think he was the last one of that round. Center fielder, currently in Fresno. Grant, why don't you tell us a little bit about Gary Brown? 
Yeah, so Gary Brown, the 2010 draft uh, gave us Bryce Harper and his clown questions. Um, for whatever reason, the Giants decided what they need needed was a youngster in the minors who could fit the mold of a Marvin Bernard, a uh, Gregor Blanco. Uh, what will you all? Who are those other guys? Um, Rattles Torres. Torres. Yes. A leadoff hitter who strikes out a lot, who is fast, but gets thrown out a lot trying to steal bases. But wasn't the thinking at the time the Giants were bringing up so, many, so much talent and through the pitching ranks, but they really hadn't brought a major league caliber player through you know on the field so they tried to go pitching the first couple picks and then they tried to nab that you know major league caliber outfielder uh in the last pick of the first round well i i don't know what you're talking about where they had three first round picks oh this must be a different year then i I always get gary brown mixed up with this high school kid in georgia that we drafted after uh alderson and somebody else alderson yes who we took instead of gene carlos stanton so, so no, uh, my, who at the time you were saying Alderson was going to be the second best pitching prospect and, and maybe even be better than Linscom at the time. So mm, that's a big negative. That's what you said, though. That is a huge negative. That's what you said, but now we record the show, oh, well, so at least it'll be fun. on the podcast. Make up things that the other person said when we're losing an argument. That's why we have the podcast now, so we can catch shit like that, and then I can call you out on it. Because right. I always. So, so, anyways, moving on. Uh, Gary Brown, which what was the point at best? He's gonna he could be a 300 hitter, maybe 40 stolen base guy with no power. Why are you drafting that um, when those guys are so easy to find in free agency? So easy to find. Michael, best hitting prospect coming up for the Rangers, third baseman. Uh, I don't know why we didn't do it. There was also a third baseman who's a top prospect now for the Detroit Tigers, Nick Castellanos, uh, top 10 pitcher coming up. Taiwan Walker for the Seattle Mariners. And we go with Gary Brown. This is just a constant theme. I, I don't know why we did it, but it was a horrible pick. So anyways. So was Gary, there no was there no Pablo at third down in the minor leagues at the time? Wasn't he groomed to be third baseman or am I wrong on that? Who's that? Pablo. Pablo was in the majors in twenty ten. I don't okay, know if you exactly. You so why why worry about a third baseman in your draft? You got Pablo there. You had Villalona coming up first base, who was supposed to be this power slugger from the left side. Ooh, no. Your corners your corners were supposed to be set. And stop, uh then stop, it all he tries stop, to kill so he tries to kill someone and then you know it all blows up in your face. That was before two thousand ten and Pablo, if you remember his twenty ten season, barely played I think one game in the World Series because he had such a horrible year. Yeah, he was terrible. So it would have made all the sense in the world. They continue to to bypass power bats in the draft, which is why we never have any in our system. I don't know what their philosophy is on that. I saw Gary Brown, who got off to a a, a great start his first year. Uh, now he's in AAA. Two horrible year last year. Two hundred five batting average, uh, ten doubles, one home run, and he is four for nine in stolen bases. <laughs> I was gonna say he gets. He gets caught stealing at least 20 times a year. Now, that's 20 outs that are just on you after you've already made it onto the bases. That should not happen in the major leagues. Yeah, well, he's, not he's start, starting to pick it up, Craig. Uh, getting a little hot this last seven days. He went one for 16. 
So it looks like he's starting to pick it up. We can still hold out some hope for him. Well, at least, you know, it doesn't get too hot in Fresno. It'll be an easy summer to play in that sweltering sweltering 105 degree temperature. Let's not to mention let's let's not forget to mention that this minor league is the most hitter friendly league there is, the Pacific League. Really? California League, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, why don't the Giants go after power? It's like they since Bonds there has been no power in that lineup as far as, you know, 30 home run power. They don't draft for it. They don't – they don't I, – I don't get it. There's a kid out of Fresno State, Judge, 6'7", Beast. He might fall to him in their first round coming up next week in the draft. You know they're not going to go after him. They're probably going to go after another freaking high school pitcher. Are, the, are they just playing to their ballpark? Is that why they, they're just letting it freak them out when they're drafting these prospects, thinking nobody could hit for power in AT&T? It could be. I think more they're playing it safe. They'd rather get a nominal major league player than, than a bust. Hmm. Okay. That sounds like the Giants. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about Sabian. I know each week you like to bring up one of his, what you consider, his shitty moves from the past. So did you go ahead and get one for us this week, Grant? This week, and I said it at the time, I, I know people of your elk fell in love with his dreamy looks. And this one is real recent. Angel Pagan, or as Whew. I call him, Angel. Man, uh, Mr. Tele- Telenovela. 31-year-old, we signed to a four-year deal. Forty million dollars. It was off. Apparently, everyone forgot because of the playoffs last year that this guy cannot play center field. He's the worst defensive center fielder in baseball. Now, why do you say that? Is his routes to the ball, his arm, what? Uh yeah, he takes horrible routes to the ball. Did you happen to catch even one inning of that Toronto series? No, no, I didn't. Thank God. He is awful. He was awful last year. They want to move him. Or he's more of a corner outfielder. But they play him in center field because it's important to him. He wants to play center field, and they worry about his head being right. Hmm. <sighs> okay. I don't even. Well, I mean, that would be okay if he hit, you know, three thirty and, you know. Well, 10, you're gonna 10, get that two eighty average, about ten stolen bases, eight home runs, and uh, I don't know, maybe he draws a lot of female ticket buyers. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Man's gorgeous. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, there's a reason we got him for practically <laughs> nothing. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I didn't like the re-signing for that price. I liked bringing him back, part of the you know the makeup of the team. But ten million dollars a year for Angel Pagan, just like you said, you could get you know you could pay a guy five hundred thousand dollars a year and get pretty close to those numbers. Yeah, I mean, what's scary is in 2016, Angel Pagan is going to be your starting center fielder. What about Gary Brown? What about Gary Brown? He's not going to be the starting center fielder? Not when uh, Pagan's making $10 million a year. And by the way, can we try moving Gary Brown to second base? Jesus Christ. What about Nick Noonan, man? Come on. Don't sour another, on Nick you Noonan. love these guys with that long hair, don't you? I, I, don't know he, I didn't know he had long hair. I just like his batting stance and his swing from the left side. It's great. Uh, you know his stance, but you don't know his, he's got that little curl. The same length hair as uh, Pagan. Okay, okay. Does he wear the puka shells? You know, you're probably more of a Nick Noonan expert than I am, Craig. (laughs) All right, so if if you had the same money and you were in Brian Sabian's position last year, where would you have allocated that money instead of to Angel Pagan? I would have spent that money reinvesting into your own organization and signing Let's Come to a Contract Extension. 
Uh, okay, so are you done being a dick and tell us what you really would have done with the money? If you yeah. want to say it's such a bad move, you got to let us know why it's a bad move and what you would have done differently. I'll tell you what I would have done, Craig. It's called bonuses for all of upper management. Those are the true uh, dream makers, the guys in there working hard day in, day out, upper management, flying on the private jets. So it sounds like you don't know what you would do with the money. I don't know, Craig. I'd have to go back. You pop up these questions on me. I don't remember last year's free agent market. Okay. Well, looking at the Giants now, what are positions of need? Right? Pitching? Starting pitching, according to you? Starting pitching. Middle relief. I'm not so sure Romo's going to hold up for a whole year. We need left field. We need center field. We need – that's about it. So you're just checking in the season. It's over, right? We're playing for 2014. No, because everyone else sucks in baseball too. How good of a shot do the Giants have of winning it then if they're so shitty in a what you call shittier league? Because it takes that energy that you just have to put into it. I don't know if they're going to be able to put that in the, the same energy they had last year at the end of the season. But, I mean, all these other teams suck, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to bitch about it. Just because, like, if you were to say all my friends have fucking ugly girlfriends, that doesn't mean I wouldn't care that mine was ugly or not, you know, like, or she would, you know what I mean? Uh, nah, not really, but I'm sure someone out there gets it. It's like when I, if you were to say, oh, I'm fat, and someone says, if you think you're fat, what am I? Look at me. <laughs> How is your fat supposed to make my fat feel better? No. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's uh let's wrap this Sabian talk up. You got anything left? Tire Sabian. All right. I want everyone to go out there at the uh, next homestand coming up this week. Brown bag it. Eyes eye holes cut out. Let's uh, shame it up just like the ain'ts. Already, huh? So you're just you're. Oh God, that's why I hate baseball. It's way too long. This is about the time in the season where I give up trying to watch this year, and just say, "Talk to me in September," because this season is way too fucking long. And I gotta say something. If anyone tries to justify, validate someone as a starting pitcher, and they use the phrase "innings eater," you've already lost the argument. Innings eater. He's an innings eater, Grant. Matt Cain, he eats innings. He's out there every week giving you all he's got, seven, going into the seventh inning, going into the eighth inning, just eating up those he? innings for the rest of the staff. I feel like he gives up five, six runs before the first is over. Well, every giant starting pitcher has to give up a run within the first three innings or it's not an official start. Hmm. I mean, especially the, oh, dude, ten, they had a 10.42 ERA during this road trip, and they gave up like another 13 unearned runs in there. Well, Craig, it's tough. You know, they had to fly. They had to get on that 90-minute flight to Colorado from here. It's tough. <laughs> they, went, they went from here to Toronto, which is another country. Then they flew back to Colorado and played. So go F yourself, Grant. Why don't you go to, I want you to go to Toronto. Run a marathon, then fly to Colorado, run a marathon the next day. If I got on a plane and flew across <laughs> country every three days for a living, you think I might be used to it. You might be used to it, and you'd also think there are times where the travel works a little bit better and the team plays a little bit better because they're more comfortable over the trip. And there's also times where you just have a shitty trip, you get out late, you get in late, and you know nothing seems to work. you got a short are you, series. Are you- are you auditioning for for a job on Murph and Mac? My God, what a Giants apologist you are! Well, I, I've 
I just don't want to be one of those assholes that thinks the season's over after a five-game losing streak in the middle of fucking May. Okay? That's, that's it, Ray. Instead, I already, know, I already know that the Giants are going to make the playoffs. This season's a marathon. You don't have to take game by game, live or die. It's because they're going to make it. Over the long run, they're going to make it to the playoffs. And once they get in there, then the season really starts. How do you know they're going to make it to the playoffs? They've made it twice in the last ten years. Playoffs, dude. They, you know what? Ray, Ray, great. Ray, give me Damon Bruce's number. <laughs> give me Damon Bruce's number. I don't even know what that means. Anyways, you got anything left for the show, Grant? I got nothing left. Nothing left. So remember, folks, check out all of our podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher, Sporting Hubris and Giants Hubris. Also, go to our website, GiantsHubris.com. You can check out all of our podcasts, our articles, everything's on there. So thank you for joining us. Get the hell out of my office. I'm serious, like Steady B. I dip a Cadillac like Freddie B. I talk to these ladies like Schoolie D. Because I can't have these ladies fooling me. I'm bumping Tyshaw, PippinHole.com. The old guy kind in a new Sean John. Lost in my lusty ways. You see my face in a magazine and can't turn the page. Yeah,